You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. What is going on, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on this Monday. Today, we're going to talk about some hot stove stuff. I'm actually going to start out with a listener question from the Locked On Reds line, but we're going to talk about some rumors that I've heard of and just dive deep into those. But before we start, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Also, check us out. On Twitter, at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone. 513-549-0159. So, kind of like I mentioned going to start off today's episode with a listener question. This one comes from Jimmy Feltner. He he texted into the Lockdown Reds line and he asked, he he mentioned he was reading an article and it was about Cole Hamels. Seeing that Cole Hamels wants to sign, or at least is open to signing a one-year deal. We're going to get into that in just a second, but He says, could you see the Reds signing him for a one-year deal to be the fifth starter if the price is right? And if possible, use Tyler Malley in the bullpen. Thanks, Chef Go Reds. Thanks, Jimmy. I appreciate the question, man. I'll admit, if the price is right, they should go after everyone. I'm not sure exactly what the price would be for a one-year deal for Cole Hamels. He is coming off of his gargantuan eight-year contract that he signed, you know, when he was a Philadelphia Philly. An eight-year deal that was worth, in total, $173 million. And he's going to be 36 this season. He's currently 35 right now. So I'm not exactly sure as to how that translates. There's also a couple of other factors that are going into this. Now, in pretty much everything that I've seen, if you look up Cole Hamels and some rumors that are surrounding him right now, the reports are that he is open to the idea of a one-year deal. I think he understands where the market is right now. He's seen a lot of these other guys like Dallas Keuchel and even Craig Kimbrell out of the bullpen, different things like that, where guys knew They were worth a lot of money. They were worth a lot of years. But they kind of didn't get exactly what they wanted. They had to wait out until finally it got to the point that a team would sign them because they just wanted to pitch. They, They were tired of being a free agent. So I think Cole Hamels understands that if he wants to go to a contender, and he has said that, that is a hard and fast distinction. He wants to pitch for a team that is trying to win now. But if he wants that, if he if he is going to get that, he has to be willing to sign a one-year deal. 
Now that is a lucrative option for the Reds. I'm not so sure if they should go crazy with this though. Like if we're talking, he's got to get like 15 million. Obviously, that that would be a little bit too rich for me for for a five starter. Now if it's around 10 million, you know, cut some of that money off of there because think about this: the payroll is going to increase, right? But if you're taking too much of that, if you're taking a huge chunk of that and putting it toward a fifth starter, that's a lot less that you have to spend on a bat. The Reds need a bat. They can live with Tyler Malley as their fifth starter. And in fact, you've got other guys like Lucas Sims and some younger guys in the organization like Vladimir Gutierrez. I don't know exactly how much chance Gutierrez and Tony Santion and those guys will get to compete for that fifth starter spot. But there are some guys that are there to push Tyler Malley. And maybe they go for, you know, the two words that Reds fans are very, very adverse to hearing right now. But maybe they go for a cost-effective option for a veteran fifth starter to compete with Tyler Malley in spring training. I don't know. I just, I'm not so sure that they should shell out for a fifth starter. And I feel like Cole Hamels is going to have a decent market. In fact, I did read something just last night saying that the Phillies are very interested in bringing him in. And he is, there's mutual interest there that he would like to return to Philadelphia, the place where he got his World Series ring, where he made his money. So I could see that happening. I think Cole Hamels to the Reds, not exactly sure about that. I, I, I like the idea, and it was very intriguing to me. I appreciate the question from you, Jimmy. It was something that I was thinking about. But overall, and I'm, I'm not adverse to seeing Tyler Malley pitch out of the bullpen either. If he doesn't win the fifth starter spot out of spring training, I think he'd be fine in the bullpen. I don't think that that would be a situation where he would get stuck. You know, we, we always talk about these guys that we thought were going to be decent starters for the Reds who get stuck in the bullpen. I, I don't think that happens with Tyler Malley. But that being said, Cole Hamels probably not high on the shopping list. Like if you're talking about a shopping list for this offseason for the Reds, obviously, okay, obviously to me, probably not obviously to everybody, but in my opinion, if I were writing out the shopping list for the Reds for this offseason, Yasmani Grandal's at the top. I just think that he fits so well, and he you won't have to break the bank to get him. You can get him for a decent amount of money for maybe three years, and he fits the offensive need at catcher, and he can fill in at first base and kind of create a little bit of load management there with Joey Votto. I think he's got to be number one on the list. Number two, D.D. Gregorius. I think most of you by now know, whether through me saying it or you seeing different things online or through Twitter or wherever you're getting your Reds content, the Reds have been linked very heavily with both of those guys. But I also think that it is very important that they go after them. It'd be amazing if they got them both. I'm not counting on that by any means, But it would be absolutely fantastic if they got them both. And I'm going to tell you why here in just a moment. I'm also going to tell you about another guy whose name has popped up on the Reds' rumor mill, a second baseman. 
But first, have you checked out the offer that we have with Blue Chew? Go over to bluechew.com, and to get your first order free, you enter the promo code MLB. What Blue Chew is, is a chewable form with the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis. If you're seeking a performance boost in the bedroom and you want to please your partner more, check out bluechew.com. They'll have you fill out a questionnaire with their online pharmacist. You skip the awkward in-office doctor visit right then and there. Then, after all that, you place your order online, and they send it to your door in a discreet packaging, so you skip the line at the pharmacy. No worries there. You just get it sent right to you from bluechew.com. And since it is a chewable form with the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, it works faster so that you can be ready whenever you need it. So chew it and do it with Blue Chew. And with this introductory offer, enter the promo code MLB at bluechew.com to get your first order for free. You just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew is the better cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Reds podcast today. I mentioned why it's important that the Reds really have Grand All and Gregorius at the top of their shopping list. And it's ironic, right? Because we're talking about two guys that the Reds drafted. They picked both Grand All and Gregorius. They came up through their farm system and the Reds made various trades for them. It's kind of funny to see that it's come full circle that we now as Reds fans want them back. We want the Reds to go out and sign them because they're both out there on the free agent market and, and neither of them have the vaunted qualifying offer attached to them. The Reds don't have to worry about giving up a draft pick for Grandall or Gregorius. So that's an awesome little nugget there. But at the same time, when you bring in both of them, you immediately make this lineup so much better. I mean, Fangraphs right now, I was looking at it the other day, they are projecting the Reds somewhere between 82 and 85 wins. Now, they are not projecting roster moves with this. They look at the roster that the Reds currently have, the Reds roster right now, and they say they could win 82 to 85 games, as is. That's all well and good. That's kind of nice. It's a nice thing to hear. They see that the pitching is good. They see that the hitting probably got a little unlucky last year and will get better just through regressing toward the mean as far as statistics are concerned. But then you factor in, you add in, some key players like Grandall and Gregorius, and boom. I mean, you don't have to squint too hard to see a win column that begins with the number nine. A 90-win, 90-plus win team. That, that, that's amazing to me. And then if you, you know, I mentioned shopping list, those two guys are at the top. I'd really like to see there be a big trade, too, at the number three spot. If you haven't noticed, on RedLegNation.com, there were a couple of posts, one by Richard Fitch and one by Doug Gray. Richard was talking about why going all in may not be the best idea for the Reds. And he recognizes that his idea is not popular, which is true. Most of us agree that the Reds, it's time to go all in. 
But he was saying that if you get rid of these prospects, if you trade them, and the Reds don't make the playoffs, then what? The team itself doesn't look that great. Here's the problem with that thing, and Doug Gray kind of talks about it. He wrote a rebuttal to that post saying why the Reds should go all in. Here's the problem with the idea of, well, it might not work out. If that is what the case is, and I and I know, you know, he's talking about don't get rid of the future for a one-year fix. And that's something even that Mo Egger talked about a little over a month ago when he was on the show. It's like... I don't want the be I don't want the Reds to be relevant for one year and then irrelevant for six or seven years. I totally agree with that. that I'm I'm right there behind. It. But what Doug Gray says, and it's not that hard to see, you don't have to completely mortgage the farm system to get a big time player. You can trade a couple of the guys at the top, like a Hunter Green or like a Nick Lodolo or a Jonathan India or a Jose Garcia. If you trade two of those guys, you still have the other two. And the rest of the farm season, while it isn't top-notch like it was the past couple of seasons, there's still talent to be had. There's still some talent that is ready to be developed. And the Reds have put together a heck, at least on paper as what it seems like, but a heck of a player development program with Guys like Kyle Bodie, and you got Derek Johnson. They're all looking at the pitching side. They've hired Alan Zinter, not only just to be the major league hitting coach, but to also head up the organizational hitting philosophy. You've got all these guys that are working in tandem to create a program for the entire farm system. Not just AAA, not just AA, all of it. From Louisville all the way down to Greenville, and Billings, and all of the rookie leagues, Arizona, the Dominican League, all of that stuff, they they want it to be a uniform strategy for developing players. And I think that is amazing. And I think that can sustain trading two of your top prospects to bring in a Lindor or to bring in a Mookie Betts. I think that's fine there. So... I understand where Richard Fitch is coming from in his RedLegNation.com post about why the Reds shouldn't go all in. And he invokes good old Jim Bowden, a guy that all of us Reds fans remember. He traded everything, and he got back nothing. He doesn't want to see that. And he didn't want to see what Walt Jockety did and all this other stuff. I, I get that. But I think that the time has passed to worry about the prospects and to see what you can get out of some of them. Because I'm telling you what, and he he kind of tries to rebuff this a bit, but I'm telling you what, a World Series ring this season, I don't care what the farm system looks like after October if the Reds have World Series rings on. Don't care. That's the name of the game, folks. Get that championship. And another name that could be on the list of the Reds roster that win, brings home that championship is another rumor that's going around that the Reds are interested in Howie Kendrick. Now, I like this because he's he's not going to want a long-term deal. He's 36 years old. He's not, 
he's kind of, you know, I mean, I hesitate to say the twilight of his career because he just had an amazing postseason and a pretty decent 2019 regular season overall for the Nationals. But he would fit in very nicely at second base for the Reds. He also has the ability to play some first in some outfield, different play, you know, if they want to move him around. It's not necessarily he sets at second base and Nixon Zell can't play second base. You could put him in the outfield or at first and spell Joey and then move Sinzel to second and still have a center fielder. Just a, a thought there. But Howie Kendrick specifically, I mean, we're talking about a guy that was tearing it up in the postseason. One of the main reasons that the Nationals were so competitive. And you look back at last year. Now, it's not as if he played a ton of games in 2019, he had a total of 121 games played. So there were 41 games that went, he, he kind of had off days there. And that's all right. Because in the 121 games that he played, he was very productive. He had a 344 batting average with a 395 on base. Now, obviously, the on base is high, but it's also dependent on his batting average. So don't go crazy thinking that he's some kind of on base monster. A lot of it had to do with his hits. But at the same time, he slugged 572, which gave him an OPS plus of 142. That is amazing. It's a little bit of a smaller sample size, just 334 at-bats. But overall, a great season for Howie Kendrick. Now, all of those numbers are to say this. He's a viable option at second base, at least for one more year, you would think. So if the Reds could sign him to a one-year deal or to a two-year deal, that would be optimal because then you could really bridge the gap between whatever's next at second base. There's not, there's not a ton of options in-house, but you could also kick the can down the road of are they going to play Sinzel at second or are they going to play him in center or you know what have you there. But at the same time, fielding a good lineup with Howie Kendrick in there. I've always been a big fan of him, even when he was back with the Angels and before he started moving around to different teams like he has in his career. He's got 14 years in the major leagues, much of that with the Angels. His first nine seasons were with the Halos, but he's always been a very good second baseman. Now, I'm not saying that he's some kind of Hall of Fame second baseman, not by any stretch of the imagination, but at the same time, he is a really good dude to have at the second base spot. I think the Reds would be well served to get him, plus... I'm not so sure that they'd have to break the bank. He could be a pretty cost-effective guy. He's coming off of a contract that was a two-year, $7 million contract. Now, some of that had to do with injury and things of that nature. He he missed a lot of time in 2018 with injury, and he only played 91 games in 2017. So if you're of the type that's like, well, durability might be an issue, it could be. I mean, it very well could be. He's at the point in his Major League Baseball career that injuries and health are not necessarily a given anymore. Or I guess health is not... I said that all weird. All right. Health is not a given. Injuries are a factor. 
and maybe he fits into the mold of, well, you got to do load management with him. So that could drive down the price a little bit, but I am intrigued to see the Reds connected with him because I've always been a big fan of his watching him come up, and I, I think it would be a very good get for the Reds. And some of the articles that I read were talking about he would be a great veteran presence in a locker room that is mostly young. I mean, the Reds are a very young ball club, and you bring in a veteran presence like Howie Kendrick, a guy that just won the World Series, that in itself could be worth the contract that they pay him. And you know you'll hear all about that from our good friend Tom. But at the same token, Tom would not be wrong to point that out, that his value in the clubhouse would be, you know, really hard to put a finger on. But at the same time, you know that it would be a good value. But I'm interested to see how this all plays out. They've got so many names up in the air. There's so many rumors going around. And I'm going to be right there on top of each and every one of them. If you want to follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's on Twitter and follow the Locked On Reds account, best way to get more news and analysis. And sometimes I got Bengals takes and sometimes I'm talking about college basketball, but all of that different stuff. Great way to follow up outside of the different podcast episodes that I get posted. Plus, we're going to be coming to you each and every day, Monday through Friday, throughout the offseason. We'll be talking about all of this good stuff. And who knows, maybe if something happens over the weekend, I'll have to have an emergency podcast. And that would be amazing. But until all of that happens, keep it right here. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked On Reds podcast. Also, check us out on Twitter, like I mentioned, and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Get those questions in, get those comments, whatever you've got. Let's do some talking this week, some, some back and forth. Give me questions, I'll give you answers, all that good stuff. 513-549-0159. Make sure to tune in tomorrow. Make sure you've got subscribe. That way you get each and every podcast automatically because this is the Locked On Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.